0: Okay, the story begins, and a good story it shall be. It's going to me a good start. That story. is
1: beautiful handwriting. Thank
0: you. I I rarely get that compliment. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> No, that
1: is like just so
0: beautiful. Yeah.
1: Doctor, yeah. Are these
2: are these black and white? Yeah.
1: Like caution. You not looking.
2: Sorry, John. Put it right by,
1: by the, the, the camera. Put it by the camera, I John.
2: I uh, can just take a picture and text it to
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: It's hmm. yes, actually you look much clearer than all of us. He's <laughs> <laughs> sitting so. Much more much clear than big in, life.
0: in real life, you know. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll move
1: back then. That's better. Let's
0: yeah. do this. <laughs> As Reverend Gordon used to start his classes with, he used to say, "Let's boogie." <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Chapter 18. You brought your <laughs> I <see>. did. <laughs> well, John was kind enough to remind me otherwise it would not have shown up tonight. Um. Okay, so chapter 18. Chapter 18 is a real it, it's kind of informally it's a new section of Tanya. It really is. What what's going on here? What's happening? Admittedly, I did not have a chance to read <laughs> it. So Josh,
1: you just carry on talking. Right. <laughs> did you read it? I've got time no, no, to read work from six of us. Did you read okay,
2: it? Okay, a little I'm bit. I'm usually totally on top, but I'll... No, oh. no, no worries. No, this is, I'm, not, not, I'm not here to put anybody long on, long on the spot. Long.
1: There
2: we go. So I'm not John, here to put anybody on the spot. John, did you read the first six pages? I
0: did not. <laughs> okay. unanimous. <laughs> Rabbi Josh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I plead the Ten times he's read it. Okay. We're going to have to start giving pop quizzes during the week. <laughs> Cash prizes would be okay. much more appreciated. Cash prize. okay. We'll do it. We'll make... Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So, let, let's take a step back. The goal of Tanya, the purpose of Tanya, to enable us to have not just a... Practical relationship with Hashem, but an emotional relationship with Hashem, an internal relationship with Hashem. The entire Tanya, as we said several times, is based on one verse, a verse in this week's Parsha. This matter is very close to you. Having a relationship with God is very close, it's very practical. A God that I cannot see, cannot feel, cannot touch, I could still experience Him. The first 17 chapters of Tanya, sorry, the first eight chapters of Tanya said, if you want to discover God, let's first understand ourselves, because he's in us. And we understood that we have two souls, we have the animal soul, we have the emotional reactive soul, we have the godly soul, the more intellectually inclined, intentional way of looking at life, where even if life doesn't seem, this, even though... The reality doesn't seem that it's in line with God and with Torah, but if we're intentional, we will feel that way. And then chapter 9, 10, 11, 12, we got into this, we laid out the struggle between the two souls. There's the struggle, there's this superiority of conflict. And the our emotional reactivity... We'll take over our intellectual intentiveness. In Tanya Lingo, our animal soul will overpower our godly soul if we're not intentional. And if we are intentional, then we can develop enough love. We can develop enough passion to take control at least of our behavior. Maybe not of our feelings. I'm still going to feel like I want to do whatever I want to do. But I don't have to actually do it. And I have just enough love, just enough passion to get me at least to that point. Where, fine, I do want to sin, but I don't have to sin. And I don't really want to deep down inside. I just have the urge to, and I don't have to follow my urges. We concluded these 17 chapters. The last two chapters said that if we think about God, we'll feel God. The more we think about Him, the more we feel Him. But if we're not able to think about Him in great depth, if our knowledge of God is limited, if our opportunity to meditate is limited, or we're, we just don't have the exposure in, in that direction, how do I do it? So the, uh, thinking about Him will only get me so far. At best, I'll appreciate God. But God will consider that an intimate relationship. Your spouse may not appreciate that if you just appreciate them, but you don't have that passion and feeling towards them. But God says that's fine. That works for me because I, I get I get the circumstances. It's gullus. I get it. Yeah. No pressure. We can at least appreciate God. In this chapter. In chapter 18, in chapter 18 through 25, it's kind of, informally, it's kind of like one section, one, one topic. So we'll, we'll be on this topic for a little while, the next seven, eight chapters. Discuss, it says, wait a minute, at best I can just appreciate God, but that's not really the literal sense of the verse, this matters very close to you. If this matters very close to you, if a relationship with God is truly close... I should be able to develop more than just appreciation. I should be able to develop real, true love with God. A real passionate relationship, and we can. And He's going to teach us a different methodology than what we've been discussing until now. Hmm. Let's take a quick flip to 204, which is the conclusion. Is
1: Is the methodology in that same chapter?
0: It starts in this chapter.
1: Just so I don't want to read 17
0: chapters to get to that. <laughs> we'll have to read seven <laughs> chapters, but we'll we'll get there, we'll get there. It, 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 this this is a lot, in some ways, it's a lot more practical, and we'll, we'll discuss the benefits to both sides, to both to both methods, to both approaches. Um, so we're going to temporarily jump to 204. That's okay that. Can you read
1: that somehow? I'm not reading
0: reading. <laughs> it's the top of page two hundred four. The previous methodology, self control, and developing love. And at best, I can at least develop an appreciation because I have limited resources, right? So, and this thing, which is very much within reach and easily accessible, for anyone who has a brain in his head. Because you can control whatever you think in your brain, and using your brain, you can think about whatever you want, and that will impact how we feel, right? CBT in the in the. Contemporary lingo. Cognitive yeah. behavioral Behavior therapy, therapy, right? I don't. Have, it, it's all interpretation. And as soon as I'm conscious of my interpretation, I can control my feelings. Now, this is for somebody who's more intellectually inclined and has the intellectual resources and has the exposure and the training and knows how to meditate. Hasidim used to meditate for a long time. The Talmud says, that Hasidim, The early Hasidim... Now, this doesn't mean the same Hasidim that the the, the Baal Shem Tov instituted. The pious people... The Baal Shem Tov didn't invent the name Hasidim. It existed long before. So the early Hasidim used to daven for nine hours every single day. Because there was the morning prayer, Shachris, which took them an hour. There was Mincha, which took them an hour, the afternoon prayer. And there was the evening prayer, which also took them an hour. So that's three mm-hmm. hours. And six now so actually,
2: this is out. how long it takes
0: me to do it. <laughs> John, John, John is one of their early Hasidim. <laughs> and then they would, be t- before and after each prayer, before and before Mincha, before Marvin and after each prayer, they would meditate for an hour. To get
1: and then in, they do nothing to else. To get in
0: the so ne- groove. B- t- yeah, to get into the groove. So they would meditate an hour before. So each prayer was essentially three hours. Mm-hmm. They used to meditate You can imagine So just imagine Somebody who has that exposure Especially back then There was less There was no cell phones There was It was a lot Their Exposure to Jewish life They weren't exposed to Jewish life They were Jewish life If anything They may have had exposure to other things But, but it wasn't a novelty Jewish, Right? They had the resources to meditate Even then it was a rarity But imagine how they felt after that meditation Imagine the passion they felt Recharge return you like transcendental
2: meditation? so it's so a
0: meditation in, in the truth is i don't know if meditation is a good translation never rely on translations <laughs> <They> <laughs> it's sure. the, the way hebrew to move so, so he, the hebrew word is hitbonenut which means thinking it's not meditation in terms of zoning out and and, and so it's actually zoning connection. in it's focusing uh, how, how, contemplation contemplation is a good as a better translation focusing on an idea focusing on Amazing. God's greatness, focusing on God's relevance. And the more we think about how great God is, how relevant he is, how powerful he is and how lucky we are to be a part of his master plan. There's so much to think about but it takes time it takes focus. you know to take five minutes in the morning to really just think it's hard and when we do at best we'll have a better appreciation of God. I don't know if we're going to be on fire necessarily. Because we we don't have we don't necessarily we're not necessarily equipped. And that's where if we go back to page 210, that's where chapter 18 and further on brings us into. We can develop a love for God. We can develop a passion for God which is not just an intellectual appreciation, but actual an actual emotional passion. Let's look on the second to last bold line on page 211. The second approach involves the dormant love found in the heart of all of Israel. The reason how the way we can develop love for God is by revealing a hidden passion that we already possess. So, in the previous chapters, the previous chapters entailed thinking about God and developing. Love. So where is that love developed from? From the mind, right? And if it's developed from the mind, it could only be as strong as the mind.
3: So this other love is developed from the heart?
0: This other develop it's not even developed, it's, it kind of exists. You're just unmasking what's already there. Don't so it, it, it's in the heart. It's heart. in the soul.
1: So you, get, you use your head to get to your heart?
0: Yeah. But in a different way than before, in a a different way. It's not just appreciating ideas and having those ideas enlighten us. It's actually coming to a realization or more of an awareness of who we really are deep down inside. The previous love is very limited. Let's look at, just a reminder, on chapter 6. Chapter 6 tells us an, an interesting point. Page 84. It says, the, on the last uh, or the last paragraph, the last bold paragraph, on the bottom of the page, on page 84, because the emotions are relative to the intellect. So, and it gives an example. A child desires petty things. right? You buy a child, buy a three-year-old, purchase a three-year-old, the, the new iPhone that just came out, and they'll love the box that it came in. <laughs> <laughs> All right right mm-hmm. why? because the thing. why why are they emotionally drawn to the box to, to, to the box and not the phone because intellectually they're just not mature yet. Our emotions are only as strong as our mind are only as strong as a child gets angry at petty things because they're not intellectually mature enough to realize hey this is really not a big deal. Now conversely they get over it pretty quickly also. Because it really is not a big deal to them. It's just, it, you know, they forget about it. Same thing comes with, it. the more we think about God, the more we feel God, in our the previous methodology, up until chapter 18. But it's limited to our mind. Our minds are limited. And the more we think, the more we feel. But how much can we think already? How much can we understand already? How much can we understand about a God that we can't really see, that we can't really... There has to be a different way to experience Him. And it's experiencing Him within ourselves. Because there's this dormant love within us. Any thoughts?
2: That's good. I mean, the... uh, You know, it kind of gives you... uh, uh, I don't... Fallback position is not the way, exactly the word I'm looking for, but like, when when you're truly struggling. To, to to find that passion, just knowing that it's there, you just have to figure out how to get to it.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: just yeah, just just being self aware.
3: If you if you if you sort of live life with the concept that uh, this is how it's supposed to be, this is what God meant to happen, and. That it's, and however it works out was you know. Yeah. It's freeing.
0: You know, a, a number of years ago, this was probably five years ago. I was in New Jersey for Purim, and we were visiting. We were in the hospital visiting patients, op- offering the opportunity to hear <clears> the, <throat> the Megillah to put on Tefillin, and and we were visiting. Now you go to the hospital. They don't give you. A list of Jewish patients, because that's not really their job. <laughs> you know, that's that, that. You gotta figure it out. You can get a list of names, and you can go to Goldberg and Smith, and you can decide who's Jewish. You know. <laughs> and
1: Smith's probably also Jewish. Cause my yeah. grandfather was. Was he? <laughs> yeah. I actually, know a lot the of Gold Jews with the last family. name Smith. <laughs> yeah, Goldsmith. The G-
0: Gold Gold there we
2: go. If I know about rabbis, you are asking. <laughs>
0: so. We go into this room, and there's this elderly gentleman in the hospital. Thank God, he was doing fine. He was recovering from, I think it was a procedure. He was being um, released that day, or the next day, whatever it was. And we're talking with him, and we're talking about the Megillah, and he was very familiar with the story of Purim. And then he starts talking about Isaiah and other books throughout the Torah and throughout the Tanakh. And what flashed through my mind was, you're really, really, really familiar with the Bible more than most Jews. Sir, <laughs> so, so <are> you Jewish? <laughs> I had to make sure. Like, how do you know about Isaiah and about Esther and Yeheskel and all these? And the, like, he seems like he knew a lot about his Bible. He says, "Yeah, was I am. I mean, I was born Jewish, but I was baptized." What do you mean? He said, well, I grew up Jewish. I was raised in a Jewish household, but all my friends were Christians, and that's the environment I was in. And I was baptized, and it's a great, uh... we got into further discussion. And I I said, look, you may have been baptized. You may have done that behavior, but that doesn't change who you are. You're still a Jew. Okay, whatever, you know. We put on tefillin. This was amazing. I said, would you like to put on tefillin? He says, yes. And he didn't even remember what it was. It was just like instinctually. I don't remember if it was his first time doing it or his first time since his bar mitzvah. I don't remember. I'll show you on my phone later. I have the picture. We took a picture together. We put on film together. And we say the Shema. Before he was telling me about his, trinity, his beliefs in the Trinity, we say the Shema, which is Hashem Echad, God is one. And I looked at him and I said, You're a Jew. You're a Jew. You're not a Christian. You're Jewish. Tears started flowing from his eyes. He, he's wearing tefillin. He just said the Shema. And he literally starts tearing up. And he says to me, I'm one of you. He says, if Hitler was here, God curse his name, right? But if Hitler was here this day, he would take me down with me because I'm a Jew like you guys. He felt Jewish. He felt his love for God. He felt his passion for God. He felt his soul. It wasn't through contemplation. It wasn't that he appreciated how great God is and how massive his world is. And if his world is so great and if his universe is even greater and if there, there's so many like God must be incredibly just huge. And he takes special interest in me, which is, he didn't go through that mode of meditation. It wasn't meditation that woke him up. It was realization that woke him up. Meditation would get him to appreciate Judaism. But realization got him to be passionate, to feel Judaism, to experience it firsthand, not just to appreciate it. The previous chapters of Tanya is trying to get us to appreciate it. This chapter of Tanya is trying to get us to experience it by telling us that this is actually who we are inside. <coughs> and an analogy that I just read as we uh, when preparing for this particular lesson, this chapter. The previous chapter is chapter sixteen, seventeen, where it's contemplation, which is limited, can be, you know, an example for this is you you meet somebody new. You meet a new friend, you meet a new person in shul, new person in the workplace, or it could be um, somebody going out on a date meeting, somebody new. You don't have feelings for the person, you want to learn about the person. You learn about the person. And the more you learn about the person, the more you know about the person. And the more curious you become, you start asking questions, the more you realize there's so much to this person, you start to develop appreciation. But that takes time. That takes a, a, a long time. Chapter 18 is not encounter, is not meeting a new person. It's meeting an old friend. You haven't seen this friend in a while, but you grew up together. You went to high school together. You went off to college together. You have great memories together. You haven't seen him in 10 years. You don't need to learn about him to appreciate him. You just need to reminisce. Over the good times that you've had, over your experiences, and all of a sudden, that passion, that brotherly love that you had, it's just reawakened. We don't always, sometimes, thinking about God, trying to appreciate, trying to realize His greatness, and then trying to appreciate Him. It takes time, but sometimes we need a kickstart. We just need to reminisce over our experience together and realize that this is who I am. It's developing, it's realization and self-awareness, <coughs> not contemplation and meditation. Okay, so the advantage of realization, self-awareness, chapter 18, this passion, is pretty clear, right? The feelings are much stronger, right? Your feelings for an old friend that you haven't seen in such a long time and you reminisce is much stronger than the feelings that you have for a new person that you have to learn about. So why didn't Tanya just start from chapter 18, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do we need the first 17 chapters for? Just forget the first 17 yes. chapters. Let's start from 18. We'll be passionate about Hashem. Shalom al so We're all
2: happy. This is like the, well, are we going to do this the short, long way or the long, short way? Okay. Okay. I like that.
1: Um, maybe you have to know everything about yourself before you, and be comfortable and be in a good place so that you can actually get in touch with your emotions and your feelings so that you can grow.
0: Okay. I like so, that. It, so you,
1: you can identify yourself and so it's your not just airy passion you actually know so yourself you kind of, and, and, and if you don't know yourself you can't get in touch with your passionate self okay
0: so knowing that we have two souls knowing that we have struggles and knowing that we can still be pa- I like that it gives context to and, our
1: and then only once you know yourself can you actually get in touch with your inner whatever your, your inner and,
3: and if you're not experiencing this reconnection you can think about what happened that made you lose connection. your connection and build on that as opposed to starting from the bottom.
0: Great. Okay. I, I like all three suggestions. Well, so we'll discuss that later. We're, we'll discuss that. If we have this hidden love, why is it hidden? Right? We revealed it, but why is it hidden? In the first, what's hiding it? Very good. Yeah, and, and, what
1: is hiding it? That's it. Can, can you give us a long <laughs> We'll get there. We won't. Sometimes
0: what's we'll hiding it is ourselves, but um, what you were saying, the long, short way, the short, long way, some people interpret when, when it says in the introduction of Tanya that it's the long, short way. So the way we understood it is that the whole Tanya is one long, short way. In other words, it's a long way, but it's really short.
1: Shortens the long
0: way because it because it shortens the long. In other words, the short long way is shorter, but it's it ends up being longer because you don't really get there. The long short way takes longer, but you actually get there, so it's shorter. But some interpret it the way you said it, that chapters one through seventeen is the long way. 18 through 25 is the short way, and that's why he said the long short way, because he's he going to tell like, us both ways. Yeah. Doesn't he sound like the skit who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, really, I was like
3: waiting for him to say third base.
2: Because, <laughs> you know, like, when, I, when I think about this concept, I think about, like, okay, okay, great. I read, you know, I, 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 I've tried to do all this. Okay, well, Good when all else fails, now let's read chapter 18, because... I couldn't figure it out through 1 through 17, so <laughs> now, when all else fails,
0: now let's just you know figure out... It, it's a great fallback, but the question is, why can't we just start there in the first place? What's the advantage of yeah. developing appreciation <coughs> with our mind rather than just passion with our heart, which is the difference between 17 and 18, chapters 17 and 18? Well, I, I well think- your
3: heart, your, your mind's above your heart. Right? And that would separate us from the animals.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you, if, okay.
3: if everything is coming from your heart without a thought, then it's really not going to be long-lasting. Okay. This is emotional, right? Instead so this this can be short-lived.
0: It's deeper. It's more passion. It's more fire, but it's more short-lived. Okay. I you like it. It's like
3: that coming out of something and... Okay. Like,
2: yeah. Were you going to say something it. similar? Yeah, yeah. The passion will come and go, but the, the thinking will...
0: So, so that sustain you. And, okay, that's very good. And sustain. and that's really the foundation right of, of Chabad chasidus Chabad means Chach It's the intellectual, the three intellectual capabilities. Um, other groups of chasidus they have the name Chagas, which represents it's an acronym for the emotional abilities. Um, the Alter when he first initiated Chabad, had a lot of. There was a lot of friction in the Jewish world because Hasidic at large, Hasidic teachings at large instituted and started by, or revealed if you will, by the B'ashem Tov was very controversial, it was something new. Never so much in history was the soul of Judaism celebrated and, and focused so much on. For the longest time it was really just the observances and it was just different and new and different things are scary. So when the Alter Rebbe took it to the next step and said it's not just enough to have inspiration but we need to have information and gave us tools through intellectualizing it, it also became very controversial not only in the Jewish world but also amongst other followers of the Baal Shem amongst other Hasidim and there was a one particular group of Hasidim was the Karliner Hasidim the Rav, Car- Rav Aaron of Karlin Have you guys heard of Rav Aaron of Karlin? No,
3: you no. me think of Karlin I, mean, I did, the, just now yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Of what? Of Kar- <laughs> okay, is Carl. So Bach <laughs> Kar- <laughs> sings a lot of
0: Carlina nigunim, a lot of Carlina Kar- yeah, Kar- yeah, yeah, songs. That's right. They right. have a lot of. that is that where you heard the name from? Yeah. Okay, so now you'll know, of Aaron of Karline, a very holy tzaddik. Him and the Alter Rebbe would clash. It wasn't political. It was, it was philosophical. You know, from from a they were great friends, but <laughs> they still philosophically.
1: Clashed.
0: They clashed. From a different place. Because they were coming from very different places. And if you walked into a Chabad shul in the days of the Alter Rebbe, it seemed almost very, it could have seemed very cold. Because it, we're trying to develop this passion through intellectualization, intellectualizing God, through understanding Him, through appreciating Him. And it could be very, you don't see the warmth that other Hasidim had. You go into a Karliner shul, and to this day you go to Jerusalem, go into the Karliner Rebbe's shul, and the davening, they're screaming at the top of their lungs. They're on fire. They're moving their hands. They're shaking. And if you didn't, if you weren't familiar, you would think that it's it's a men, it's a psych it's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> or a cult. If you weren't familiar w- with what's what's going on, you would think like what is going on here. And one of the Chabad Hasidim noted to the Alter the author of the Tanya, he said, "You know, their method seems a lot more." You know, their davening is a lot more passionate than ours. We're trying to intellectualize and develop appreciation, but they have real passion. The Alter Rebbe responded, yes, but... When you daven, might not be with the same fire, but it's you davening. When they daven, it's the Rebbe davening. Because <laughs> the Rebbe is instilling them with that passion. And, and the Alter Rebbe is trying to give independence. And that's through tools, not through inspiration. I'm an Hmm? I didn't have as much energy or charisma as I (laughs) thought. Because, yeah, to whip out the (laughs) storm. So the advantage, really both methods are necessary. And there's a time and place for everything. There's a time and place where we need to just, you know, stop thinking and let go. And feel ourselves Feel our souls Feel our inner Jewishness And that's what we're going to discover How we do But there is a time and place Where we need to actually make sense of it It needs to become part of Our thought process The way we think It needs to be our perspective Not just an inspiration There's a time and place for everything There's a time where we have to Have faith in God Which is like chapter 18 And there's a time where we have to Get to know Him And Ideally we should have both of these. We should appreciate him intellectually, we should feel him emotionally. And if we have that both, we get we really get the best of both worlds, isn't it?
3: It's like you're gonna break into song any minute.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm debating if we should Okay. Let's is, yeah. Is this, is this Jewish philosophy? Is it Jewish is it philosophy? philosophy? What are, are we studying? How do you define tanya? philosophy? Yeah, are we studying philosophy, and the meaning of life? I don't know. We're discovering the meaning of life. We're discovering.
1: How, is, how, how, how
0: available Hashem is. How available Hashem is. I like that. We're discovering God's availability. Is it philosophy?
1: So does the Tanya? Is it's philosophical. Is the Tanya separate? So is a different thing that teaches philosophy
0: in Judaism? There are books on philosophy in Judaism. Um, that's um, philosophy. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, okay, yeah. There are phil- one not of the most. it's not based on the Tanya? There, there are a lot of <coughs> philosophy books that predate Tanya. Um, some of which the Tanya quotes, some of which he doesn't necessarily. Um, I, I was actually just having this discussion with my brother yesterday. Um, is there a formal study of philosophy in Judaism? Yeah. Or, you know, there is Maimonides, in addition to his code of law that he wrote, his compendium on Jewish law that he wrote, among other things, he wrote a book on philosophy. Other scholars of his generation also wrote, there's tons of books on philosophy. There's the Kuzari, there's the Mar Nevuchim, the the Guide to the Perplexed by Maimonides. The, I don't know if they were, you know, do Jews need to study philosophy, or was it a response to... What was going on at the time? It
2: was more like psychology than philosophy.
0: This is, this is more psychological than philosophical in many ways, yeah. Or soulcology, understanding the, studying the soul. That's cute. That's
1: actually You're saying Maimonides
0: is more psychology. Psychology than maybe Interesting. Philosophy.
3: So when you're ready to write your book on soul ecology, let's know. That's really good. I stole
0: that from Yossi Jacobs. Oh, did you? <laughs> well, you could cite him in your book. I could cite him. He calls it soul like um, <laughs> So
1: so there's there's life after the Tanya, like as in there's there's other books besides it. It's not the be all and end all.
0: Correct. Correct. There's a whole so, yeah.
1: So so that this is just a small. This this, this will kickstart
0: this will kick-start us. Um, one reason why studying all these different philosophy books in Tanya's in Chabad is not necessarily so popular yeah. is because we have a tradition in the, in the cover page of Tanya that we studied. He opens up with the, book, with the name of the book, and he says that it's anthologized from various published texts, from unpublished wisdom and various teachers' Of exceptional calling, In other words Everything that he said Is based on all these Different books And he's The author, Eva, the author of the Tanya Is putting it into context So all these different Ideas from the Talmud And from books of philosophy And from all over the place And, and from Kabbalah It's all being just Put in context with the Tanya I don't And it's,
3: it's interesting Anthropology
0: It's It's connected but, it, but it's also just Yeah It's putting it into context You know Jonathan Sachs The former chief rabbi Of Britain Rabbi Dr. Lord Jonathan Sachs, Um, ran out of titles, but... (laughs) So he has a a cute saying. You know, there's the tractate of Talmud that deals with... There's tons of tractates of Talmud. I forgot the the exact amount. There's. there's It's got to be 30 or 40. I forgot the numbers. But you have the tractate that deals with the laws of Shabbos. That deals with that deals with the laws of Passover. That deals with the laws of sacrifices in the temple. That deals with Rosh Hashanah. That deals with all the different areas in Judaism. Why is there no tractate Emuna, tractate on faith? So he says that's the Siddur. The prayer book. That's the tractate on faith. When we discover our relationship with God. Okay, let's look at page two twelve. <clears throat> to understand. This hidden love that we have We first We need to understand um, Three things Really four things but Today we're going to get into We'll get into two of the four things So we're in the middle Of the page So number one We need to understand the root of this love If it's not developed from the mind Where is it coming from How did we get this love we need to understand this. Its defining property. What exactly is it motivating? What is it actually getting us to do? Getting us to love. We need to understand how it's an inheritance. <clears throat> how can you inherit love? You can inherit. You can you can inherit love. You can inherit you can, you know. Biologically, you can, you know, your parents are passionate, both passionate, fiery people. It's likely you'll be a fiery person. But if your parents are both passionate about God, who says you'll be passionate about God? Maybe you'll be passionate about something else. And the God part is education, right? You can educate somebody to love God, but how can you give them that love for God? How can you give your children, just by giving birth to them, love for God, how could that be something you inherit? How does that even make sense? You can inherit the passion, and if you educate them, they'll love God, and if you educate them in other ways, they'll love other things, but to say that you can inherit love, you can inherently have a love, and it's a love specifically towards God, how does that work? And number four, what we're going to understand is how this love also includes within it fear, and it's not... Truth is fear is not, not a good translation. What does Reverence. he say here? Reverence. 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 Okay, that's a better word. And it, truth is fear in this context is a good translation. Because it's the type of fear which we'll discuss much later. I think in chapter 24, 25. I'm afraid to destroy this relationship because I'm in love. I'm afraid of God. What does it mean to fear God? I'm afraid of destroying this relationship. I don't want to ruin the relationship. I'm afraid of separating myself. Separation anxiety. No, okay. <laughs> reprisal? Oh. So, so, what?
3: Because due to reprisal?
0: What is reprisal? What's
3: reprisal? I mean, uh, God being not happy with the fact that you're not, no longer, or just to stand on your own. I,
0: I, I, I... I I feel God in my... We're trying to feel God in our life. We're trying to experience God, not just appreciate Him. And if I do something He doesn't want, I'm going to ruin that experience. It's going to get in the way of the experience. Which is something I just don't want to do. I res- It is... Respect is a good... I respect because the relationship. You, you, you
1: don't want to do anything bad to, to ruin the respect.
0: To yeah. So there's, there's a respectful okay, relationship. Yeah, okay. and this, this is all related to fear,
2: right? Yeah. To
1: Rather, fear, yes, yes.
2: Because I've heard a, analogy of like if you went to a, you know, a very famous person or a king or somebody, you have kind of the same fear, but you don't have any relationship
0: with them. Exactly. So so that wouldn't be the fear that we're referring to here in our context. Um, but But that is a level of fear that... And we will get there um, in other sections of Tanya. And by the way, this is a great model for relationships. Revealing the passion that's already there and respecting it as to not do anything that may obstruct it and get in the way of it.
1: For your own or for other people?
0: Both.
3: Every relationship.
0: It takes two to tango. That's why you're
3: looking <laughs> at it through the, uh, uh, the same lens. But with
0: different situations. So so we're gonna understand two things today. The derivation of this of this discussion. Number one, how is it something we inherited? What is the root of this love? So the way it was inherited, it was inherited by our forefathers. Our forefathers it says on the bottom of two twelve. It's based on the midrash. The midrash teaches that the patriarchs were genuinely a chariot to God. They were a chariot to God. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Simply the divine presence was our way to What w- You know, rode with them, right? But the Tanya takes it literal. They were literally a chariot. What does a chariot do? Carries. Carries with the driver. They were just carrying God. That was their business. That was their job. And he says, every single limb that they had, every... Every part of them, their whole being, their whole essence, their whole identity, down to their smallest, to their heel, was just a chariot to fulfill God's will. They had total bitzel, being part of something much bigger than themselves. They had that feeling, they had that sacrifice. It says, because Avraham listened to my voice, he will be rewarded, etc. That's what the Torah says. And the word because in Hebrew, akev. Right, which also means heal. Avraham's heel listened to God. He was so... He was such a conduit for God's will, even his heal was listening to God, not just his mind and heart. They had this total sacrifice to God, which is... And they were able to... And that, and that's why they were... God rewarded them, because of their sacrifice, because of their abetzal. They merited to inherit that bital to us we have this bital and the proof is the fact that we have the fact that we merely have a godly soul that exists within us because to have a godly soul in a body is very dichotomous because the body is the antithesis of Klippa I don't know no that's not true it's the epitome of Klippa I don't know why I said antithesis the body is Klippa the body is concealing the soul. By nature, that's what it should do. But the soul can handle it. And the soul can put us in a position where the body's not hiding the soul, it's actually containing the soul. Which is a big novelty. You know, there was once. Let's take a look actually. We'll take a look at the Hayom Yom. Chat text one, and then we'll get to the story. It's a quick story, but it's a good story we get a volunteer please
3: our first father Abram, as a result of his Avoda, was self-sacrificed to make God the one God widely known among all mankind merited to bequeath his descendants to the end of all generations pure faith in God and his Torah hence every Jewish man and woman has the power and fortitude to offer his life for the holy Torah
0: could you hear that John you have to uh, open also, your lap yeah. for the Holy Torah. It, it was Shabbos. It was the Hayom Yom for Shabbos. Last Shabbos. Oh, <laughs> so okay. You, <laughs> so you read it. So you read it. Okay. So <coughs> let's contrast Avraham to Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was a great tzaddik. And we have a lot of good stories about Rabbi Akiva. And one of them, which we'll read about on Yom Kippur, in, in the Musaf service in Yom Kippur, is Rabbi Akiva was... He risked his life for Judaism Just like Avraham did There's a lot of people that risked their lives for Judaism um, Rabbi Akiva was 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 um, they, they tortured him brutally They put iron combs on his skin The Romans gave him a brutal murder And he was saying the Shema As they're giving them this slow painful death The Talmud says he's saying the Shema With such joy in his eyes. And they say, Rabbi Akiva, why are you so pleased? (coughs) Or better yet, how are you so pleased? He says, I've been waiting for this. The opportunity to sacrifice myself for God. I've been waiting for this day. Not that he was suicidal, God forbid. But Avraham was on a much loftier level because he wasn't looking for sacrifice. It wasn't about him. There was opportunity to sacrifice. He didn't even think about it. He did it. It wasn't, I want to be a sacrifice, because it wasn't even about him. Avraham's sacrifice was so great that he didn't even need to sacrifice. It wasn't about that status of being a uh, a sacrificer. (laughs) It was just, this is what God wants, I'll do it. It was much more simple. Much like the simple faith which we'll discuss. Um, probably next week and they inherited this love toward to, to all of us because avraham because our forefathers had this bittel because they had this whats what's the word for bittel they had this it's boy, boy, not, so. uh, nullification. Nullification. more it's it's nullification dedication oh. it's it's because it's not about destroying yourself it's not about destroying yourself we're not here to destroy ourselves we're here to build ourselves Avraham had this dedication. Like we said, when the, when that drop of milk falls into the big pot of meat, halachically it's bitum, it loses its identity, right? No, when it's no. But it actually becomes part, becomes flesh, it becomes meat, it becomes part of something much bigger. Avraham became part of something much bigger, it became a part of God.
1: So each one of us is bitum.
0: Each one of us has the potential to become bitum if we can tap into that soul. No,
1: because we all are nothingness in the big scheme of things.
0: But we don't necessarily have that awareness until we develop it.
1: What, that we are nothingness? Oh, okay, well, I just got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sharon's got it.
0: It's going to yeah. take... <laughs> yeah?
1: No, but seriously, because we're all doing this big thing to become part of this part and be part of this whole big...
0: And the truth is we already are. We just... There's a clip of masking But, but if you... A lot of, pe-
1: lot of people with... with the, they don't have a good... Whatever... Um... Self, self-worth so self, yeah self
3: worth or but then you
1: become part of this big part yeah and so, you just and then it, then all your efforts don't actually
0: count you know there there's a very yeah there, there, there's <coughs> a very wealthy philanthropist 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 <laughs> there we go george rohr oh yeah the rohr rohr <laughs> the rohr
3: the foundation the Roar fam- Roar, Roar, Roar,
0: Roar, Roar. george rohr if you look on all of the jli marketing materials you see the rohr family jewish learning institute or if you look at all the Chabad on campuses, they were, they're, they're a very wealthy family. They give away the and they, they, Yeah, they donate a lot of money. they he, And George Rohr had a very... He had a close relationship with the Rebbe. And he went to visit the Rebbe once when the Rebbe was handing out <coughs> dollars on a Sunday. It was the Sunday before Yom Kippur, right after Rosh Hashanah. And he was reporting good news to the Rebbe that he conducted a minion. For Rosh Hashanah and services For 130 Jews from Russia That have no Jewish background And he was so excited to tell the Rebbe And he tells the Rebbe that I this, remember this, video. This, this past Rosh Hashanah We had We conducted a service for 130 Russian Jewish people With no background And he was expecting A smile and expecting something And he like, what? This is 130 Jews with no Jewish background. He says, what do you mean no Jewish background? Of course they have a Jewish background. Each one of them are a child. This is what the Rebbe says. Each one of them are a child of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He says, you need to go back there and tell them they all have a Jewish background. We have a Jewish background. We may not have exposure to understanding that background. We may not be educated but every Jew has that background. I was meeting a guy yesterday. Oh my god! Guy lives in Pleasanton. Very nice gentleman. He's not. You know no, no, no! You guys don't know. Him. He's not yet part of no, the part part of the community. But we meet from time to time, and he wants to be pulled into Judaism, which is why he keeps calling me and saying, "Let's meet." But his animal soul says, I'm really, I'm just good. And so it's a funny, it's a funny thing. And I said to him, let... I, the rubber band. <laughs> I said, let, let, let's put on tefillin. He says, I'm good. He says, I'm, I'm a strong believer in God. I'm a proud Jew, and that's why I'm a nice person. I'm a good person, right? I have a good heart. He said, carefully, you don't want to end up with seeing your cardiologist. <laughs> Spread it out. Spread it to your arms, to your head. Put on tefillin. I said, let's put on the filling. He said, no, and it, we met several times, and he's never took the offer yet. So this time I decided to. I I, I try to be respectful, but I tried. To, I challenged him a little bit, and he likes to be challenged. I said, why not? He says, it just doesn't doesn't mean anything to me. Of course it does. You're Jewish. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it means everything to you. Yeah, my history is Jewish, My and I, and I agree with my history. To him, Judaism is very, his understanding of Judaism is very cultural. It's a, you know, my bloodline is Jewish, and it's important to keep up the traditions, because that's what our families do. <coughs> So, you know, maybe I'll go on YouTube and hear the shofar or something, you know what I mean? It's, no, you're Jewish, you have a Jewish soul, and God wants this from you, and you want it. This is who you are. This is your background. It's not just your historical background. It, 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 it's your soul. Your, it, it's who you are. This is what you want. And that's very hard to sell because who? you're telling me what I want. <laughs> it makes things very confusing. Would you like to put on tefillin? No. Yes, you do. The question isn't, sh- do you want to put on tefillin? The answer is yes. <laughs> your soul wants it. The question is, are we going to be putting on tefillin right now? <laughs>
1: He, he's telling you that he doesn't have meaning for it and it's not meaningful. So you have to create new meaning for him. Yeah, so you have agreed. to be a role model and you have to say make meaning out of the, 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 the deed that they do, that he's doing now. So he's doing it for his soul but then you can these are the benefits for the soul, even if he and then maybe he can create a new thing within himself.
0: Yeah, agreed and then
1: find the love. Agreed. You, you know,
0: I wish he was here, you could explain it.
1: Well, it's kind of like, you, because you only do things that are meaningful, but you need to find the meaning. So he's contacting you to maybe find the meaning. He's he wants it to have the meaning. The he's looking for that meaning. Yeah. And and you telling him to do it, He maybe he's getting it, but he doesn't have, if you create a story with it, yeah. and you say, this I is agree. why you're doing it, and just do it for today, he might, now he's got a new story with it, and let's do it again, and did it work? And how do you feel about it? And if it doesn't do anything for him then bonus it doesn't do anything for him but if it does you might have a problem What does he have to
3: lose? I mean basically, right? It's a, it's it's a win-win. Yeah? He just has to be he just has to find it cuz really nobody likes to be told
1: what to do. Yeah. And nobody you, wants to be told what you, to do. Your benefit because if he does it then you're giving him meaning and you're giving him your passion. So it's like it's a win-win.
0: I'm down. I have to keep the I have to take notes on the <laughs> Because <laughs> no, I
1: kind of appreciate that the fact And the fact that he keeps contacting you Means that he really, really wants you to give him meaning
0: He, he once said to me I invited him to services And he says, I'm not going to take your offer now but He says, don't give up on me Because he's really looking for that meaning so He yeah, says, don't give up on me Because like this be guy this, Just keep asking me, me. <clears> I want throat> to throat> say throat> yes I just don't <laughs> not there yet I actually,
1: think, well, I'm gay. I'm gay.
2: I actually think that you should invite him to take a class. Because I, I think the lack of context, the lack of a fuller understanding, the lack of education um, is a barrier to... To, to doing
1: things.
2: Well, well, to to, to everything. I mean, it, it, it's, it's like, uh, you know, with with without a basic foundation how how can one accept something that that
0: they don't know about yeah
3: but that also is the on on the flip side that's also something that holds people back Education. because they're afraid of the connection that they might not understand it they might feel that they aren't don't have that background in that edge even though we're all looking at it through the context of a religious lens and, and for everybody to be connected to god not everybody's ready for, for that kind of a relationship. Yeah. If you to the
2: bring them to a service, so <laughs> exactly. don't, don't, don't bring them to Rosh Hashanah, don't bring them to, to Simcha Torah. There we go. <laughs> bring yeah.
3: him with, with the them with the time. Exactly. Look around. <laughs> but but also, ever, service.
0: not yet. Okay, but he's looking, he doesn't want
1: the service, he doesn't want the book, he wants the, your meaning.
0: He wants so maybe circus. Circus, I think Simcha Torah, I like that. I think Simcha's Torah, to, to, to see the...
1: Joy. The joy of Judaism. Yeah, yeah. And if you understand what he needs and what he's coming
0: from, in his life roles,
1: yeah. maybe he does need... There's, get,
3: there's obviously a reason people are held back from making the connection. And until mean, they find out themselves what's holding him back, they...
0: And the truth is, we all have this to some degree. Maybe not in his way, but we all have things that we... You know, I have things I should be doing, all the things we should be doing. And there's that little thing just holding us back. Oh, well, we, our and comfort zone has We're just comfortable. To do with it. Yeah. He, uh, you know, the know way he. Part, what? I
2: say part of it is if, if you take on something more, then you're afraid, well, once you start it, you won't be able to go back. Yeah.
1: Remember Doreen Show? Like, yeah. Don't give him the phone number. <laughs> <laughs> don't give him uh, the uh, phone uh. number. You never know what'll happen. There's no going back. So you, know, so you can lose it if you don't go hit the end gone.
0: About twenty this must I don't know how long ago, probably thirty years ago. twenty something years ago. My parents, before they were observant and involved in, in Judaism and, and Chabad, they were at some some event in Pierce College in Woodland Hills. And my father sees a Chabad rabbi holding a pair of tefillin. So he slowly walks away. <laughs> Chabad Rabbi catches his eye, he slowly walks after him. My father starts picking up his pace a little bit. He starts picking up his pace. Was he really quick? <laughs> no, no, my, my father starts running. all <laughs> i There is a mad chase going around this university campus. <laughs> Needless to say, the Chabad guy won. My father put on tefillin. And now he's one of them. <laughs> Many years later. <laughs> and, and now you follow
1: it.
3: <laughs> that's so, so comical. It's, it's like that's
1: a cartoon. A it's a beautiful story.
0: So, because yeah.
1: you honor your dad. Yeah. For what you do.
0: And, and, and the point is, yeah. we all have this connection. Because Abraham gave it to us. Now what did he give us? He didn't give us the love, because that was our question. How can you inherit love towards something? You can inherit traits. But how those traits are directed, is should be your choice. He didn't give us love, he gave us a soul. This bit enabled us to have a godly soul. <coughs> when we say we have this hidden love, what we mean to say is we have this soul that loves God. We didn't just inherit an emotion, we inherited a soul. and Because we have this soul, as soon as we tap into it, as soon as we're aware of it, We'll love God. We'll feel that passion towards God. Mm. Now there's different levels in, in in the chapter. If you guys decide to read this chapter, <laughs> parts of it maybe next week. <laughs> parts of it gets you know, ne- next week we'll do the second half of eighteen, so it might be worthwhile reading through the whole thing, but it's yeah. uh, I'm, no pressure. <clears throat> what? We've um, <laughs> I mean, a week, just, it. it's fine. The cha- the chapter gets a little bit Kabbalistic. It says there's different levels of the soul. Yes, all souls come from Abraham, from Abraham, but not all souls are equal. And there's different levels of the soul. And if you have two parents... Four times ten, right? There's like four levels, and each one has ten
2: de- degrees. So, the well, well
0: there's the ten faculties. There's the three intellectual fact- the faculties, the Chachmah mm-hmm. and the Das, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Chabad, wisdom, Understanding Knowledge, mm-hmm. the seven emotional faculties. So some souls are gonna be Chachmah, which is the highest of levels, because Chachmah is the greatest bits as we'll and get into later. Judge? Who who's the judge? No um
1: just... these Chachmah souls
0: that I mean no nobody. No, just you. No, I mean in other words it doesn't it's nobody's place to judge. It, yeah, but but the the point is there there are different levels of the soul. I'm not going to decide who's who. That's not the point, if that's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah
1: because, I mean, then it's irrelevant because we know
0: everybody's at a different level. So, <laughs> so. This, despite the fact that everybody's on a different level,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when it comes to holy matters, when it comes to Kedusha, everything's really all interluded, everything's all connected. So, even if all the different souls are on different levels, they're all still connected. And there's that aspect of Chachma within each soul. And remember what Chachma is. Chachma is the epitome of Betel. Chachma means, we translate it as wisdom, Mm -hmm. because a wise person, what's a wise person? Somebody who's open. Somebody who's open, who's open-minded, who's open to listening to something that they don't know, who's open to a new experience that they're not used to. That's wise. A person who's arrogant is focused on how well they understand a person who's wise is not focused on how well they understand. They're just open to something. But, so every Jew, even if they're not a Chachma soul, they have that Chachma soul within them because it's all interluded. It's all interconnection. connection. It's all interconnected. It's all interlinked. And we'll, we'll um, continue. We'll, we'll, and, that's we'll, Six, seven, and that's our inheritance. And that's our inheritance. We all have that. Our inheritance is the soul. Let me ask you
2: something. Yes. Probably doesn't have anything to do with this. Um, if somebody converts to Judaism and they, they're passionate, were they born with a Jewish soul?
0: It's a very good question. Uh,
1: no, because they weren't, and then they became. So passionate.
0: when when the Talmud discusses, the idea of converts. It never says the phrase "a person who converted" or "a gentile who converted." It says a convert who converted. Why. They were always a convert, Because think. they always had that within them and it just wasn't necessarily revealed. Um, it's actually this week's Parsha. Rashi, uh, sorry, the, the Torah mentions the blessings and, and the experience that we had at Mount Sinai. And it says to all those who were there and to those who were not there. And Rashi says to those who were not there, who does that refer to? The convert. It refers to, it refers to the converts, the people that are destined to convert. If somebody converts... It's because that was the soul that they had deep down inside. It was destined to happen, and it's and and the conversion process brought it out.
1: But then everybody has got a
0: soul. Well, that's why we don't. That's
1: even normal. Like
0: that's why we don't co. That's why we don't encourage. There we go. Thank you. Mike. That's why we don't encourage conversions. Because they don't know what they're in for. Because of well, that's one the the, the the on the surface it's they don't know what they're in for. This is big stuff, but the, the real reason is because if they're destined to convert. That's their soul. It's going to happen. There's no need to, to direct them that way. They'll get there. So and nothing to... will stop them. And if it's meant to happen, if it's not meant to happen, anything can stop them. Any little thing can, can, can say, I'm not, I can't. Because that's their potential deep down inside. So, so the answer <coughs> is yes. They, they In a sense, they had that soul. It just wasn't. It the conversion process will, will, will tap into it officially. Okay. That's my story.
1: It's the hour of the bugs.
0: <laughs> they found us in the last I five I guess that's jam. I gotta see <laughs>
2: bugs. I gotta take care
1: <laughs> You're the only one He <laughs> doesn't see them. That. <laughs>